Hey there, and welcome to the Coaching Floors Podcast. This is Dr. Jen, and each week we'll be doing interviews to inform our listeners about techniques to help people with complex communication needs discover their voice with AAC. Stay tuned. Hey there, this is Dr. Jen with Coaching Flores and Jen Kleisner. She is a multi-cat teacher and Amy Jackson, an SLP. She first introduced me to the EET. Um, I want to call it EET tool, but the last letter is tool. So what does EET stand for? Expanding expression tool. All right. So when you introduced us to me and a couple of our teachers, it really seemed to make sense. So how do you use this in speech? This tool is, it's something that was developed by Sarah Smith, and it's just kind of a visual kinesthetic thing that students can use to kind of help facilitate different ways to describe things. We start out very simple. Each bead or each part of the tool represents um, a different attribute related to an object. So if you like the green is your group or category, the blue is what you would do with the item. The this one here is what does it look like? So it talks about things like size, color, or shape. The wooden one is actually what is the object made of. The pink one talks about what parts the object might have um, or what might go with the object. The white would be where it would be located or where you may find it. And then what else do you know? And I know the one example that I had been given, and I don't remember, I can't even attribute it to where properly give credit to it, talked about how if you were talking about an apple, maybe something else you might know is that you could make apple pie or you could make apple juice or those sorts of things out of it. So, okay, great. Oh, okay. So Amy just gave you a quick rundown of the different colors and I will be posting um, that sheet as well. There's a nice little cheat sheet mm-hmm. that shows you what the colors mean and what yes. they're related to. Yep. And that was kind of nice, like blue do it kind of it kind of rhymes. Yep. Kind of um, rhymes or has similar. Yeah. Yep. And there's actually, I know that if you were to Google or Pinterest, there's different YouTube clips that have people singing a song, kind of a sing-songy way for kids to remember a little jingle. And then, like I said, with Pinterest, there's there's a ton of there's a lot of materials and resources available. So how do you use it in speech then? Or what kind of activities do you do? Or when would you use it? This is for my, these are for my students who often will use the words things and stuff because they're just not finding those real specific words. So we will start out, you know, talking about categories because that's the most general. And then we'll kind of go down the list. The EET tool that I have is actually one that was handmade. And it's kind of nice just because they can visually see which of those attributes they've given me versus which ones maybe we don't talk about as much. Even as I'm probing kids and we're talking about it, I'll tell them, you know, oh, you give me a lot of good categories, you know, that tells me, you know, they've really got that idea down, but maybe they don't talk so much about the location of the object or what it's made of, you know, they might not even understand that concept that things are made out of different things. And so then we can kind of elaborate on that and show them, you know, this is made of metal versus your sweater might be made of yarn versus those different things. So awesome. You have your speech room is a lot of fun. You know, when I come in here and there's IP meetings and little siblings are brought along, they're always out and about into your games and toys and things. Do you have any favorite 
activities that you use with this or do you I use do, it in books? You can you use it in books. Um, that's probably more for more of my advanced students. Okay. A lot of times, like I said, I will start out with just objects. A lot of the kids like to play even headbands. We'll kind of alter the way that we play it where, you know, they'll explain to their peer, you know, well, it belongs in the animal group. It likes to swim. It has scales or fins or those sorts of things. So kind of getting to still yeah. see it as a game, but yeah. then they're still showing that they're learning and teaching their peers too. So Using their tool. That is really neat. Yeah. You've also introduced this tool mm -hmm. for writing as well. Yeah. How did that happen? You know, you're a speech teacher. Why writing or... Actually, like I said, Sarah Smith is the one who created the tool, and it was she has a whole writing side to it as well to be able to expand because in the similar way that you, you know, you speak before you read, you read before you write, just kind of that natural progression. So once you can talk about those things, yeah. then being able to translate that, you know, just gives them that cue of, oh, this is the same concept, just in a different format, you know, the writing versus the speaking. So, so. Jen, how were you introduced to it and how has it helped your students? After working with Amy, some of my students have had goals and they had used that EET tool to help expand their speech. And I was thinking and collaborating with her how I could incorporate that into their writing to also pull out some of those details because they were struggling adding details to their writing and including them in a sequential order. So we had applied that to a personal narrative reworking those questions, but still talking about blue group, like who are you with? What did you do? Where were you at? When did this happen? All of those same tools. Oh, cool. And then we've also used it with more expository writing where they're doing research reports on animals or things like that. Those same questions, reworking those questions of who is it about? What group do they belong in? Things like that. So once they got it in their daily language mm -hmm. and then their speech, then they were able to apply it then yes. to their writing with that tool. Rather than introducing them to another graphic organizer, another thing for them to remember, take something that they've already worked on and already mastered, and how can you rework it and apply it in different ways? That's brilliant. So you're in a special education setting, yes. and then your children go back to Gen Ed. Mm -hmm. Did they have any tools in the classroom to help support them? All we used was either a rubric that had the same dots. It just was presented in a different way. Um, on their desk, they may have had just those dots, the visual representation of that, just to help them, and that was enough. So That's really cool to see that transfer from mm -hmm. one place to the next. Yes, and a lot of the time their response was, I did this with Miss Jackson, I know this song, so. Just to see that transfer was awesome. You want to sing a song? No, I don't. I don't <laughs> sing. No. <laughs> All right. Thanks for sharing with us. No problem. Thank you. Amy, now when I do a lot of training with AAC, mm -hmm. I feel like oftentimes we get to the level of I want mm -hmm. and then we stop. So I really was thinking that this tool may help us. Absolutely. And our AAC users expand their communication. So can you, when you say absolutely, what are you thinking? What's going through your head? Well, I'm even thinking of, you know, they have a lot to say. And a lot of times they may say, I want, but it's sometimes we forget things, colors, we forget shapes, we forget, mm. you know, feelings. Like that all can be incorporated with this. You know, you start teaching them. I mean, a lot of AAC seems to be set up in categories naturally. Right. So they, they kind of already are taught that or it's kind of embedded in their AAC. But as soon as you expand on that and you start to talk about 
well, what do you do with it? And then they're looking at, well, I, I can't give you the word itself maybe, but I can tell you this is what I do with it or this mm -hmm. is where I find it. You know, kind of even repairing some of those strategies too, going beyond the I want. Yeah, because you originally said it started out with, or you use it a lot with children who say, oh, this or that or mm -hmm. stuff. I noticed when I have Christian at home and mm -hmm. he doesn't have the vocabulary yet, he'll say, mom, is it like that red bird? And I'm like, what red bird, you know, and then I start asking him some of these yep. categorization things to help me determine, always oh, talking about the parrot, yes. you know, so for our children with AAC, they might not know where that word is located okay. in their device, or it might not be in there at all, but if they can use some of these describing and attribute things, we can figure out where they're going or what exactly. they're trying to tell us. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Oh. When your brain thinks in language, so to be able to give them more language and more mm -hmm. opportunities to think through that too. Just and I like how you mentioned a lot of AAC devices are set up in categories already. Mm -hmm. And so when we don't know where a word is, yeah. it's also important for us to model that for them. Oh, okay, if it was a green group, I would look in food and I think it would be in a fruit category, you know, and, and going through that talk aloud or think aloud for yeah. them so that they can find those words as well. Absolutely. Thinking out loud is a great way to help them and Good. help them figure that out. One other idea I had for an activity mm -hmm. to help use this would be, and I, I don't know, what do you think of this activity? Could I put an object in like a brown bag yeah. and start using these describing words? Mm -hmm. Yes, that's a great way. It gives them the opportunity to not just be having to think of that themselves, but to be drawing those conclusions to come up with that word mm -hmm. and making those connections that that item is all of these things. It's in this group. You do this with it. You find it here. So absolutely. Cool. Yeah. All right. One more question. I noticed this one mm -hmm. was on the table as well. What have you used this for? It's the same thing. It's just a smaller version. Sometimes it's helpful for kids to each have their own where I would maybe have the bigger version to help manipulate some of those. It doesn't, this is one from the original kit, but you don't have to just have that. Either, like I said, Pinterest has a ton of different ideas to use little pony beads or I've even seen paint sticks that have the actual, just the pictures oh. on them as another option to okay. be able to go through. So just another way for the kids to have their own and take ownership for their... You know, now that you say that, I think I have seen the pony beads mm -hmm. on like a... Like a key ring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or um, what's the flexible wire? Oh, yep. What group does it belong in? <laughs> pipe cleaner. Like a pipe cleaner. Yeah. yeah. All right. And they could have that in their desk, mm -hmm. too, if it was going to be helpful to them. Absolutely. In their writing or communicating with their teacher yep. and peers as well. Yep. And then they would be more independent because it wouldn't be something that someone would have to remind them if they just mm -hmm. knew that was in their desk and that was part of my tool and I can't think of it. And it's not something I do just in the speech ladies room. Yes. Yes. The carryover <laughs> is amazing when other yeah. people support it. So and if they have their own little beads, they can have that with them yep. in their classroom. So, oh, well, thanks for sharing with me Absolutely. today. Absolutely. Thank you. I'm excited we were able to share the EET strategy with you. Mm -hmm. um, we do have a make and take event coming up, so be sure to check that out on Facebook and coachingflores.com. And as always, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Have a great day. Thank you for Bye -bye. listening to today's podcast. If you could, subscribe to the podcast so you get notified when new episodes are released. 
and check out Coaching Flores on Facebook and coachingflores.com for downloads. I hope you heard something that inspires you. We'll see you next week.